Hi, Lance Meekle, founder and managing director, Generational. The coach that will enable you to at least double your revenue, retain your key clients, and have a saleable business that others will only envy. You're listening to Family Office Coaching with Lance Meekle podcast. On this podcast, you'll hear how implementing a multifamily office solution to your business will produce income that you can now only dream of, deliver you a strategy for key client retention, and ensure that you have solidified relationships with the clients that you want and can't afford to lose. If creating a business that has a saleable revenue of 9 to 12 times or EBIT of 5 to 6 times interests you, then listen up. So to get started, go to our website, genmfo.com, that's G-E-N-M-F-O.com, where you'll find heaps of free insights. You can request a free e-guide to get answers to all of your questions. And while on the website, visit our YouTube channel and watch our videos. For more amazing episodes, go to familyofficecoaching.podbean.com, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or your favorite podcast app. If you want to start making money now and have a more rewarding career, then take action by contacting me personally via LinkedIn so we can get started. Thanks for spending time listening to this episode, a financial planner's first family office experience. This podcast is going to cover the difference in experience and offering between being a financial planning and a family office client. If you're a financial planner, should or shouldn't you broaden your financial planning offer or take a leap of faith and explore family office? and why. What it's like to experience a family office management team. Now let's jump straight into the information for making you money. My co-host is Nat Daly, financial advisor and managing partner at Hardline Wealth, Coolangatta, Queensland. Nat is a gentleman, a father to young Lenny Jean, husband, and someone I respect. He certainly punches above his weight in the financial planning sector. Nat is in the process of adding family office to the service offering of Hardline Wealth. Recently, I invited Nat to be a guest of our largest family office management team meeting so he could experience the reality, not the theory, of what goes on. So, Nat, welcome to Family Office Coaching with Lance Meekle Podcast. Thanks for having me, Lance. Pleasure and privilege, Nat. It's a real privilege to have you sharing your insights and your journey with the audience today. So, let's get into you telling our listeners about yourself, about Hardline Wealth, and how we met. Okay. Uh, Firstly, myself, I'm uh, I'm in my early 30s. I've been an advisor for near on a decade uh, and I live uh, in northern New South Wales. Um, I spend my time between uh, our cool and Gatta practice in southeast Queensland and our northern New South Wales practice in Byron Bay and I do a lot of uh, video work conferencing etc because uh, we have a lot of staff in uh, Melbourne as well and obviously they've had their, uh, their trials and tribulations this year so um in terms of Hardline Wealth, um, we've been uh, operating for near on four years uh, and we're, uh, um, I guess, we've got three business partners, three advisors, uh, eight staff, uh, two graduates, and uh, I guess we're a run-of-the-mill financial planning office, uh, not aligned or affiliated with any uh, banks or insurance companies. And, uh, yeah, so it's a um, – in terms of where we met, Lance, uh, you and I both have, uh, I guess, first-hand working experience with Griffith University and during my master's degree, I, uh, I, my supervisor, a lady by the name of Dr. Catherine Hunt, uh, put me in touch with you. Uh, I had a couple of questions that she couldn't even answer and she, uh, she said, this guy, Lance, runs a multi-family office uh, on the Gold Coast. 
uh, and I guess the conversation started from there. And for a little bit of context, her supervisor, I'm not sure if it was for her honours thesis or her PhD, uh, was yourself, uh, that I understand. And uh, I guess you've been somewhat of a mentor to her and I guess uh, a mentor to me now as well. And uh, this whole family office has always, uh, the idea of a family office has always intrigued me. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been a privilege to, to sort of work alongside you for the past 12 months or so. Uh, getting my head around first, I would say that I know most things there is to know about financial planning, about private wealth management, etc. cetera. Uh, but this whole family office uh, is, is just the next frontier for me. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I thought the learning curve would be steep. I didn't think it would be this steep uh, because on the surface, obviously, Theory and practice are two wildly different things in the practice of, of personal finance, but uh, sure. fam- family office is just a, a whole other story. So, so having so having thanks for that, Nat. So having sat on a management team meeting for one of Generational's family office clients, you're able to answer the following question: um, What is it post that meeting that excites you about having family office clients at Hardline Wealth? Uh, you spoke about and managed a conversation that all financial planners want to hold with their clients. However, due to the rigmarole, the compliance, the uh, all that goes into unpacking a financial plan and, you know, dealing with the planning element, dealing with the human side of, of the actual uh, candidate themselves, if they're on plan, off plan, et cetera, uh, it was very... Uh, how can I say this? Refreshing to uh, to observe how you held the meeting, and when financial questions came up, and then you said, "Look, we need to refer that to your financial planner." And it's just the only thing I can, in my first-hand experience, that I can liken it to is a barrister and a lawyer, uh, you know, running a case. That's the only thing that I have this first-hand experience with. Um, but yeah, it was it was completely refreshed because it's a conversation that we find ourselves, you know, over the years of, of practice having in one way, shape, or form. But the continuity and having the accountants, the family, the entities, the the plan, I guess, without getting into the nitty gritty of the numbers, which no financial planning truly understands. Um, so sorry, no financial planning client truly understands, let alone probably half advisors don't understand the assumptions that they're modeling either. It was just a, it was a whole other conversation, which is, uh, it was really, really refreshing. Yeah, that's good. And hands-on experience is where it's at, isn't it? It's better than, uh, as you say, reading textbooks. It's, um, it's, uh, it's nice to be an observer and, and have that experience. Um, so what did you observe? What I'm trying to flesh out here, Nat, for the audience is what have you observed to be the key differences between being, which I would classify you as a high-end financial planner verging in the private wealth space. So what's the difference between that being a client of that offering that you currently offer and your peers and that of being a family office client? From a client's perspective, what have you observed to be the key differences? Uh, the, the biggest – so as financial planners, we could we have the capacity to, you know, advise between sort of – probably 50 to 70 clients, depending on the, the quantum of the relationship and, and I guess how complex the, the relationship is. And we only find ourselves deep in this period, uh, you know, in, in this conversation with our clients 
it might be 45 minutes in, it might be an hour and a half in, depending on the conversation. But it usually only, this, this conversation that I observe you having uh, with your family office client usually only comes out of uh, great success or immense heartache. And it's usually if someone's on the verge of dying, if someone's died, if they've had a big win financially, if they're able to retire. And you, once you talk about that and sort of get, uh, I guess, discuss your brief and discuss what you're employed to do, which is to plan their finances, that's when the real magic starts to appear. And I guess it, like, it, it bubbles up in your conversation that we all want to have. But it, without, and I guess knowing you and how you practice, et cetera, and the conversation you have with all clients as, a, as an absolute prior, priority and mandatory in terms of legacy, uh, it, it, it all you know, it's all hinged on that, the family office management. So it's a, yeah, I just think that the financial planning clients talk about the crap that uh, they need to talk about to get them from A to B, whereas your family office clients have already got that in check and they're talking about the next generation, which a lot of, especially early on in, in my practice, like we would get the information about the next generation, but we would never meet them, we'd never understand the relationship between the parents and the children, et cetera, and all of those things, which uh, I guess in financial planning, it's highest order. Uh, it, 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 it influences behaviors. It influences, it influences decisions, but it was, yeah, it was, there was a little bit of, uh, it, it, you know, that if, if the student is ready, the teacher appears. And it's, uh, I, I, if I had observed this, this conversation or this management team meeting, you know, six to eight years ago, I probably wouldn't have appreciated it as much as I do now. And if you're the client sitting there as a high-end financial planning client, yep. slash, slash private wealth, if you will, uh, or a family office client, on the management team meeting that you participated in, um, what happened in that meeting that you dream of happening as that high-end financial planner to your clients, what's the what's the thing that you observed that was critically different in who was on the call and who was on the management team versus what you haven't experienced in the financial planning private wealth world? It's probably the open lines of communication between the account, yeah, nice. the accountant, yeah. and the advisor. Uh, obviously, two very integral parts of any uh, financially successful person because typically financial planners look in looking look forward based their model on assumptions and that they dig, dig it deep in this statement of advice that they really don't go back and, and observe until there's a new one that is due or it's reviewing me but the modeling we're always looking forward but the accountant is always driving along looking in their review mirror and just to have the accountant on the exact same page of not just not just the conversation and the mandate and this sort of agenda for today, but the whole narrative in terms of where the client is and where they're looking to go and having the agenda and having the legacy and the, the accountant truly understanding what's important to the client, not just tax minimisation or tax, obviously not tax avoidance, but uh, tax minimisation entities mm. just trying to add complexity to, to upsell fees. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, yeah refreshing thing to see I, to, I just yeah I just wish I could have this conversation with with all of my clients but obviously we don't have oh, the, well. the bandwidth well you're working towards that to your credit so knowing what you know now would you recommend to the financial planners listening to this episode that they broaden their financial planner offer or at least take a leap of faith and explore family office and if so why 
Uh, I, I would. Um, I would strongly encourage financial advisors to one appoint a mentor, uh, two to appoint uh, an advisor as I have appointed you um, to basically build my family office and to take me through the process. But three, just be open to the fact that we don't have all the answers. And this, this, if we look at financial planning as a, a profession, as a sector, as an industry, whatever you'd like to call it. We have very, we have a very uh, shallow pedigree. Um, so obviously, we spawned out of the life insurance industry, and we're going through compliance. The cost of advice is going through the roof due to two things: supply falling off the side of a cliff, and demand going through the roof. And all of a sudden, ASIC, uh, the Royal Commission, etc., has put these—I mean—wildly unrealistic compliance burdens on us. So it's that I understand that. Tr- the challenges that all advisors face, especially those aligned with large insurance companies, banks, et cetera, they, they're going through the real, some real hurt right now. But in terms of the next frontier for high-end advisors, uh, if you think that your conversation, it's like when you retire clients and you say, look, turn the ongoing fee off, uh, which which we do, and because we don't think that the, the client should pay for retiree advice if they don't worry if the complex if the situation sure. is not as complex but what's the com- what's the conversation then because there's no tax minimization there's no life insurances there's no uh you know strategies there's no debt reduction it's not the full gamut of financial advice so if you're just talking about a portfolio the two things you can control in a portfolio especially in retirement are costs and risk sorry costs and tax so risk is predefined. A good financial advisor will always appropriate the right risk. But co- the cost of an advisor, if the cost of the advice outweighs the benefits of the advice, you are better off getting no advice. And uh, I think it's for all financial advisors or financial planners listening out there uh, to just have the conversation with Lance or if you've got family office, um, which family office is a very, very, uh, there's a reason uh, you're very generous, generous with your information, your training, and how you mentor me. And I presume you do the same you for, uh, for, your, for your other mentees. But it's usually, you know, the the high end uh, family office advisors are usually, you know, up in ivory towers and very hard to to reach out to. So it's a, um, yeah, it's a. I'm very very grateful that we're we're not just having this conversation today, but having that deeper conversation uh, to add this to my service offering. Yeah, sure. Thanks for that, Matt. And yeah, anybody listening in the audience that uh, would like anything, I'm happy to share all my intellectual property at no cost. You only have to contact me and touch generational, contact myself and uh, happily disperse that to you at no cost. So what advice, Nat, would you give our audience if they were weighing up whether to put their toe in the water, take your advice and say, yeah, I might have a crack at this and give it a go. Um, If they were looking at becoming a multifamily office, Given your journey where you are, given your history to get where you've got to, and given what you've heard and felt and touched and are experiencing yourself, um, I won't expand on the audience, but uh, you know, you've got your hands dirty and understanding what a family office is all about and how they start. Um, what advice would you give the audience if they're looking at becoming a multifamily office? Uh, definitely try before you buy. It's like a, an A to C decision is uh, leaving where you currently are to go to someone new. So like all budding entrepreneurs, uh, you know, creatives especially, they'll they'll wind up their nine to five job and then they'll just go straight into their own business. And 
the A to B to C pivot basically allows you to have one foot in either camp. Um, I cannot strongly, like in terms of financial planning, I, our business is cutting edge. We've won multiple awards. I'm not here to, uh, to, to gloat or to brag about our achievements or awards, but there is very little we don't know about financial planning. And uh, most financial advisors uh, out there you know, know the right things to do. So, you know, tax minimization, entity structure and risk management, life insurances, all of these things, which are basically 101s, 202s and 303s of financial planning, I can guarantee you that you do not understand what a family office is. And it's it's just wild to go through even the, the legacy conversation with you, Lance, around trying to define what my legacy is for my family. Um, and I guess, you know, it, it, just that process in itself, that conversation took 40 minutes. And, it, you know, I know that legacies can be a, a sentence or they can be a paragraph or they can be a page and a half long. But the one thing that I would strongly urge is to try before you buy and you should, before you go into this, you cannot advise a client, take on a client and say, look, I'm going to provide this family office without putting together your own family office. And that's why... No, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And part of part of the uh, inception of commencing generational as a multifamily office, um, doing what I did to 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 get to that start point. Um, strong words of wisdom from experienced people around the globe, summarised, paraphrased, was: uh, if you'd like to know what a client goes through in a family office, have one. And, uh, and that was certainly wise, wise words that I would expand out to the audience listening. So after your experience of sitting on the management team meeting we had with our largest family office um, client, how or has this changed how you deal with your existing financial planning clients? Yeah, so the importance of uh, the narrative is probably the biggest thing that came from that conversation. So at the start of the meeting, like all formal meetings, formal agendas, you carry on what was discussed last time, uh, if there was anything outstanding, what's happened there. Um, and obviously the it all ran to schedule. You had the right the key decision makers uh, in in the conversation, but really you just provided the flat platform to have the conversation between the matriarch, the patriarch, and the daughter. And uh, it was it was so um, it was almost foreign to watch and to sort of watch it play out because if you were having a financial planning conversation with the mum, the father and the daughter, there would be so much, and I can tell that you've advised these, these clients for a number of years because the conversation is uh, well-developed. And most conversations that I bring in the children, it's usually to fix some really underlying flaws in how they manage their own capital and it's a completely different conversation, but everything was on the table, everything was open and honest, and the the conversation, everyone was on the same page. That's probably everyone was on the same page, but the narrative was widely understood. So it's um, in terms of how that's influenced my clients, um, it, it probably it, you know obviously we we cannot. It's it's influenced how I hold the meetings and the agendas, etc. But in terms of financial planning, we still have to do uh, exactly what it is that financial planning is. And I have uh, moved a couple of clients from financial planning clients to private wealth clients where I essentially hold a similar position to you in that meeting but have someone else do the planning. So that's good, Nat. Thank you for that. In your career, in closing, have you come across or experienced a similar offering to family office? It may not be called that, 
It may be called something else, maybe private wealth. It might be X, Y, or Z. Have you come across a similar offering to family office? Uh, no, absolutely not. We, we, our dealer group runs, I would say that they are the leading private wealth, private wealth uh, dealer group in the country. And it's, that's, that's a, an experience in itself moving from financial planning into private wealth. Uh, but moving from private wealth into, into family office is uh, a completely different thing. Um, but there's absolutely, like I understand that the large family offices, especially out of Sydney, um, but no, it's, it's all basically farm capture so that they, they sell themselves as a family office, but it's all about basically recommending, uh, you know, closed door investments and basically charging a percentage of funds on their management, which is the family office uh, offering that you've taken me through has got nothing to do with that. And it's almost the non-financial questions and the, the non-financial conversation is by far and away, it's not more important, but it is as important as the financial conversation. Um, but the financial conversation is with the right planning and advice and obviously appointing someone else to do that planning to make sure that they're, the financial planners have to hold that, that chair, I guess, uh, because that they need to understand the financial planning to make sure it's all in check and they need to understand the accounting. Uh, we're the only ones who can sort of connect the dots. But, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything like it in my experience. That's fantastic. Thanks for being so generous with your time. Uh, understand you're busy like everybody. Uh, it's really great to be transparent and authentic. Value that, appreciate that, and really appreciate having you on the episode. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Lance. If you want my help in any way, shape, or form, go to genmfo.com. That's G-E-N-M-F-O.com and interact. Please share this episode with anyone you care about so that they, like you, can have a pathway to wealth, lifestyle, and industry recognition. Please leave an episode review at familyofficecoaching.podbean.com, Apple or Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app, and subscribe to not miss my latest episodes. Until my next episode, remember, if producing income that you can only dream of and having a strategy for key client retention is important to you, Take action now. Let's evolve.